Yo, what's good? It's your boy Big Brook back on the mic again. You know what I'm talking about? It's the Modern Bachelor Podcast. We're going to talk about the elephant in the room right now with everybody got going on. Uh, the coronavirus. First of all, let me say something, man. Uh, I'm taking this very seriously. Uh, obviously, I, I take everything seriously, but... I, I look at it from a different perspective, man, because I don't trust I don't trust the government. I don't trust the media. So when they inflate all these numbers and stuff, man, it don't sound right to me. Uh, but before we get started, I'm going to crack open a cold one real quick. Oh, yeah. We sipping on uh, Crawford Brock, you know, brew right here in Texas. Nice cold one. Ace town. Huh? Uh, let, let's get into it, though, man. Coronavirus pandemic started in china supposedly hit the u.s real hard everybody losing their mind apparently toilet paper is the cure because every idiot is buying all the toilet paper i haven't bought a bunch of toilet paper because i'm not an idiot and i i have enough toilet paper to last me for probably the next three months you know what i mean but we're gonna talk about the panic involved when it comes to a pandemic like this now i'm gonna talk i'm gonna talk about something because i keep telling people this and people get upset when i say it but we should have been practicing social distancing and proper sanitization uh acts long before this pandemic like we have an actual flu season we have an actual influenza season and Social distancing is something that you should already be practicing. You should already have cleaning supplies in your home. You should already be washing your hands and using hand sanitizer and not sneezing on people and, you know, sneezing in your elbows and making sure you don't rub your snot and your boogers and all that on everything. But this is the thing. Check this out. I'm going to read a number to you guys and I want you to sit down. You know, I want you to hold on to your asses when I read you this number because because we're going to talk about pandemics we're going to talk about disease and we're going to talk about how people overreact but check this out since 2010 that's a 10-year span since 2010 the flu has resulted in between 9 million to 45 million illnesses 140,000 to 810,000 hospitalizations and between 12,000 to 61,000 deaths annually. That's 61,000 deaths annually. That's per year. So you do the math. What's 61 times 10? <laughs> you do the math. That's the flu. That's a virus that people don't take serious anymore. Remember Michael jo uh, Jordan had the, the flu game where he played the whole game while he had the flu. Touching the basketball, breathing on his teammates and the coaches and getting that all in the air in the stadium. And everybody praised him for being an iconic basketball player and playing the game with the flu. Playing the game with the flu, a disease that kills up to 61,000 people a year. Flu season comes around and people just scoff at it. Nobody cares. Nobody cares because it's the flu, because we have a vaccine for it, because it's an old pandemic. You know, the flu was a pandemic. The flu was basically the same as coronavirus is right now. 
the flu was basically the same impact as coronavirus at some point. You know, back when it first showed up, they didn't know what it was. They didn't know how to handle it. So everybody lost their damn minds like y'all are doing right now. But they didn't buy the toilet paper. They didn't buy the toilet paper. They uh, just rolled the bodies outside and let the good old natural sunlight and fresh air do the treatment for them. No, real talk. That's how they that's how they treated it. When the flu first struck, they found out that, you know, the heat from outdoors and the sunlight actually helped uh, get rid of the virus. But here's another statistic for you, something that I actually hold true and dear to my heart, that uh, it has something to do with the uh, coronavirus, because they say the coronavirus attacks people that have underlying issues, you know, people that have uh, pre-existing health issues. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some health issues. There are some diseases like lupus and uh, diabetes. And, you know, some people have uh, hereditary heart disease, stuff like that. We have to watch out. We have to watch those people. We have to take extra care of those people. You don't want those people to get that virus. But this this information I'm providing you, this is I'm providing you to the normal person with no underlying illnesses. This is for the normal person with no underlying illnesses that they're aware of. Let me tell you something. Obesity and overweight. At least 2.8 million adults die each year as a result of being overweight or obese. In addition, 44% of the diabetes burden and 23% of the heart disease burden and also about 7% and 41% of certain cancer burdens are attributable to being overweight and obese. Now, uh, did you hear that number? I don't think you heard that number. 2.8 million adults die each year as a result from being overweight. We're living, excuse me, beer is great, beer is delicious. We're living in an everyday pandemic. Obesity is a everyday pandemic. Obesity has killed more people and is going to kill more people than any virus can possibly ever think of. Yet, people aren't running out to get healthy. People aren't changing their diets. People aren't working out more. I mean, of course, the gyms are closed right now due to the coronavirus. But before, you know, corona came about, Obesity was still here. Uh, obesity pandemic is is real. Um, that's something people need to really focus on and people really need to uh, tackle. And that just goes to show you uh, how people think and where people's mindset is. Because the reason people don't view obesity as a pandemic is because you have people like Lizzo and uh, Amy Schumer and people like that who push for body positivity. Let me tell you something about body positivity. Body positivity is a joke. The reason I say body positivity is a joke is because if you ever notice, most of these body positivity advocates, they only do that for a couple of years. Then they lose weight. They're only positive about their bodies for a couple of years. Then they go have weight loss surgery. They go get expensive personal trainers and they lose weight. Now, me personally, I used to be obese. I used to weigh over 400 pounds. I hated it. It sucked. Okay, it was painful. It was socially uh, depressing. You know, women obviously didn't pay me attention. 
I was bullied and picked on constantly, you know, just dealing with, you know, it was difficult to buy clothes, dealing with body odors, dealing with not being able to fit in certain, you know, situations, not being able to fit in like seats and stuff and get in certain cars and do all kind of stuff. It was, it was a pain in the ass. I hated it. So I took the initiative and I changed my lifestyle. I got healthy, you know, I'm in the gym, I eat clean, you know, I, I, I'm not no vegan or nothing like that. I'm not a vegan or vegetarian, but I do take care of myself. I do eat clean. I do eat healthy. And it has impacted my life in a positive manner. I do love myself. I really love myself now because I like what I see in the mirror. People mistake body positivity, loving yourself with caring for yourself. Like they, they mistake the two. Like you can love yourself and still realize, hey, I need to take better care of myself. Looking in the mirror and saying, hey, I'm obese, I'm overweight, I'm unhealthy. I need to take care of myself does not mean you hate yourself. You you actually care more about yourself if you want to take care of yourself, if you want to live a long and prosperous life, a long and, uh, you know, disease free life, because there's a lot of diseases and a lot of health problems linked to obesity. Obesity kills more people than any damn coronavirus will ever kill. But they're not going to tell you that because there's no panic. Obesity is a problem in the U.S., now, other countries don't deal with this. That's why other countries look at us and laugh at us because other countries don't deal with obesity like we deal with. We deal with childhood obesity, you know, every, and everybody thinks it's cute. Everybody thinks it's cool. You know, everybody walks around all heavy and out of breath and sweaty and smelly and just nasty. And they think it's cool. It's not. It's not cool for your stomach to hang down to your knees. You know, it's not. It's not cute. It's not cute at all. It's not cute to have cankles. It's not cute for your thigh fat to just roll down your leg and fall out of your jeans. Shit. shit ain't cute. You know what I mean? That's a pandemic we got to tackle. And the sad thing about this is when the coronavirus situation is over, when things go back to normal around here, people are going to go back to being disgusting and lazy and gross again. They're not going to have social distancing. They're not going to respect your, your personal space anymore. You know, they're going to be back in your personal space. People are going to be back to not washing their hands. You know, I go to the gym all the time and see grown ass men go in there, take a piss and not wash their hands. Just go back out and start lifting weights. And see, I've always carried hand sanitizer with me. I keep hand sanitizer in my gym bag. I keep hand sanitizer in my house. There's hand sanitizer in pretty much every bathroom in my house. Uh, there's soap in every bathroom in my house. You know, I'm, I'm a clean human being. You know, I, I, that's why I didn't understand why people were rushing out the bottle of hand sanitizer and buy all the cleaning supplies. It's like, why don't you have those already? Like I have bleach, I have Fabuloso, I have, you know, cleaning supplies. Like I have all that already. I, I, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it baffled me because now all of a sudden, Everybody wants to rush out and buy cleaning supplies because that just shows you how disgusting people really are. And like I said, once this pandemic is over, people are going to go back to being just as disgusting. And, you know, I talk about the obesity pandemic. Look, let me tell you something. If people just simply change their lifestyles, that's all it takes is a small lifestyle change. And when I say a small lifestyle change, it could either be eating smaller portions 
or just going for a walk. Going for a walk can help you burn so much fat and get you in a better position that it's ridiculous. See, exercise releases endorphins. It's natural endorphins. It's like naturally being high. Exercise makes you happy, you know, because of those endorphins. And that's why exercise cures depression. Uh, or should I say it's a good way of treating depression, not necessarily cures depression, but it's a good way of treating depression because it releases those chemicals that make you happy. But everybody associates fitness with pain. They associate exercise with pain. It hurts. Oh my God, I'm tired. It's going to hurt. No, no, exercise feels great. It hurts initially because you're not used to it. Exercise feels amazing. You know, now that I, I got into fitness and, and realized that it, it's hard for me to go without it because I am dying right now not being able to go to the gym like y'all just don't understand. I did find my jump rope when I, I cleaned out my office and I found my jump rope. Uh, I don't really have much rhythm to jump rope that well, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to make it work because uh, right now I'm just sitting in the house drinking beer and whiskey and, and eating all the junk food, trying to keep my size on because I'm wasting away. I'm wasting away. all. I'm losing all my gains right now. But there are more pandemics that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Like I said, obesity is a pandemic and it's daily Millions of people die every year because of obesity and we don't do anything about it. We actually get called bullies for pointing it out that people are obese and that people need to take better care of themselves. It's called body shaming and all this shit. That's a bunch of bullshit. It's not body shaming because we're actually trying to help these people live better lives. We're trying to help them be healthier, be happier. Like I said, when I was obese, I was depressed all the time. Nobody knew it because I didn't tell anybody because I didn't, you know, I would just keep it to myself, but I was depressed all the time. I hated myself. I hated waking up in the morning because I just, I hated going out. I didn't want to be around people because I was always sweaty. I didn't like the way I looked, you know, I would, you know, the way I walked, I would destroy shoes, the way my clothes fit. I just hated me, you know, I didn't. I wasn't, I didn't have low self-esteem per se. I just hated what I was presenting. You know, I was like, I cared about myself obviously enough not to try to off myself. You know, like I love myself, but at the same time, I didn't love what I had become. So I did what was necessary to make the change. And, and that's the issue with a lot of people right now is that they don't understand that wanting to lose weight and get in shape does not make you a horrible person. That doesn't mean you don't love yourself. You know, you actually love, you really do love yourself because you care about your health and your well-being. And, you know, when you, you think about the long-term effects, man, you want to be able to get out there and run around with your children. You want to be able to travel. You know, I was able to do so much stuff now that I lost weight that I wouldn't have been able to do when I was 400 pounds. You know, like flying on an airline, I, the air, I flew Spirit, okay, with the homies. To Vegas, like no, no, I'm sorry, not Vegas. To uh, New Orleans, we did like a like a, a literal like overnight trip. Like we flew to New Orleans, partied, got drunk, went to the strip club, and flew right back. Like seriously, round trip. You know, I couldn't have did that at 400 pounds. There was no way I could have sat in them little bitty ass seats on Spirit at 400 pounds. There's no way I could have walked around New Orleans like that and felt comfortable. You know, because. I would have been sweaty, stinky, just a nasty mess at 400 pounds. 
partying like that, just partying for like six, seven hours straight, then flying right back. I would have been a horrible mess. Not to mention, I probably wouldn't even fit in the damn Uber that we took to get there. You know, then this summer, I went to Mexico, felt amazing. You know, it was hot as hell, but I, everybody was sweating. So I didn't feel like I was the only one sweating. I was walking around in tank tops and, and you know, my little bitty swim trunks. I felt great. I could walk. I could drink, I could party, I wasn't exhausted, I didn't feel all disgusting, I didn't feel all gross, you know, I didn't feel like I was going to have a damn heart attack walking on an excursion, you know, then after that I went to Vegas, now that was the deal, again, I flew southwest, but we still were flying, you know, we still were on an airplane, but I was, I was actually like bunched up in the window seat, and the only reason I was a little uncomfortable is because, like I said, I'm, I'm a bodybuilder now, so I'm swole. I'm wide. I got wide, broad shoulders. So I was a little crunched up in the window, but I wasn't uncomfortable. Like I just kind of had to wiggle myself a little bit, but it wasn't uncomfortable. I was able to walk the Vegas strip for hours on end. My feet wasn't hurting. I wasn't tired. I wasn't telling my friends like, hold on, let me take a break. Hold on, man. I got to take a break. I got to sit down. You know, I'm not going to be able to walk any longer. My feet hurt. I'm tired. I wasn't wheezing. I wasn't coughing. I wasn't, you know, there is a definitive relationship between being just fatigued all the time and being overweight i know when when the coronavirus first popped up one of the symptoms is being fatigued and people were like oh you know i feel fatigued and i just flat out say you ain't got coronavirus you don't have covid you have obesity that's what you're dealing with you're dealing with obesity you're you don't have no virus you just fat and i'm sorry i'm just being blunt you know, being out of shape is not healthy. Like I said, I have the ability to talk about that because I've been there and I've done that. I've been obese. I've lost the weight. I put in the work. So I have the right to talk about that. Just like we say black people have a past to say the N word. I have the past to tell obese people that the fat. You can call it body shaming. I don't care because it's not body shaming. I'm looking out for their health and their well-being. I want them to live longer, prosperous lives and not have to deal with all the, the, the complications and uh, the mental exhaustion and the depression and the low self-esteem and being ridiculed and all that stuff that comes with being obese. So, you know, that's, that's it's just it's, it's just how it is. And people go to food uh, as a as a uh, stress relief because you know stress spelled backwards is desserts. You know, people look at food as a stress relief, and you have to actually find a different stress relief. That's why I found fitness. Fitness is an amazing stress relief. You know, you go in there, you lift weights, you do cardio, you do calisthenics, whatever you do, yoga, you find that mind muscle connection and you just go at it, man. And it's one of the best stress reliefs I've ever had. I feel amazing after a good workout man. I can come home. I sleep better, you know, uh, you know, your body digests food better when you're in shape and you work out, uh, it keeps you regular, you know, one thing about obese people and people who are unhealthy, like when they go to the bathroom, you can tell like when you, when you take, when you take it, when you go to the bathroom and you, and you do, you know, you drop a deuce, it ain't supposed to smell like hell unleashed. Like it's not supposed to smell like pure saturated bullshit. You know, your body has natural chemicals you know that you know break down the food the enzymes in your body and yes they do produce a certain odor when you go to the bathroom but that's also based on your diet 
Like when you go to the bathroom, if you're a healthy human being, if you're healthy, the odor is not overbearing. It's not disgusting. It's not the kind of stuff that shakes a room and, you know, peels paint off the walls. No, that's due to a horrible damn diet. You need to have better diets. <clears throat> Excuse me. You need to have a clean diet. You need to take better care of yourself. Like I said, you know, when you're when you're a larger person like that, you are more susceptible to diseases like this because your immune system is weaker because your your lungs have to work harder to freaking provide oxygen to your body because you're so obese. So when you're faced a situation like this, a pandemic with a respiratory virus, a, a virus that attacks your respiratory system, yes, you're going to go down hard because you're already at a weakened state. The virus is going to attack the weakest of us first. And you basically set yourself up for the slaughter because your whole life, you don't care about your health. You won't work out. You know, somebody told me one time, this is, this is true story. Their exact words were life is too short to worry about eating healthy and working out. Um, see, um, no, no, you, you, you work out and eat healthy so you can live a longer life because yes, life is short, but you want to make sure the life you live, you know, you're comfortable and happy while you live it. Like, why would you purposely just not take care of yourself? And then, you know, just she, she wouldn't drink water. You know, she didn't drink water because, you know, she, she felt like there was no need, you know, like, no, you know, there's no point in drinking water. You know, we're all going to die. So I'm not drinking any water. All right. You, 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 you run with that shouty. That's you. That's all on you, but. You have to be prepared for situations like this because let me tell you something. This isn't the first pandemic. It's not going to be the last pandemic. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you've probably already survived about four already. You know, off the top of the dome, you've already survived SARS. You've already survived MERS. You've already survived Ebola and you survive H1N1. And you continue to survive the flu every year. The flu is a very, very dangerous virus. Like I just told you earlier in this podcast, how many people it kills. So you've continuously survived that. So uh, stop hoarding all the toilet paper, first of all. Stop hoarding all the food. Uh, yes, this is a different type of situation because it's a different strand of a virus that already exists. See, coronavirus has already been here. Coronavirus has been here for since like the 60s, like the 50s or the 60s is when they discovered coronavirus. This is just a different strand of coronavirus. So, yes, while they do want you to social distance and stay, you know, quarantine to stop the spread. So we won't infect those people that have underlying illnesses or people with weakened immune systems. If you're a healthy individual, you're going to be OK. There's no reason for you to go and buy all the damn canned vegetables and all the damn meat and all the damn chicken and all the noodles and all the bread and all the damn chocolate chip cookies. You know, it took me two weeks to find a chocolate chip cookie, two damn weeks to find a chocolate chip cookie because everybody, they ain't want the oatmeal raisin. They ain't want the sugar, but they bought all the damn chocolate chip cookies. I finally got me some chocolate chip cookies. Shit. 
And stop acting like you're going to get the disease from drinking Corona beer. Like these stores are begging people to buy Corona because everybody is scared that they get the virus from the beer. Y'all ignorant as hell. Let me put that out there. Y'all ignorant as hell if you think this comes from beer just because the beer has the same damn name. I don't drink Corona like that. But if if, if this if at this rate, they're going to be practically giving Corona away and I'm probably going to switch to drinking Corona because like I said, right now I'm drinking Carbox. I usually drink Shiner. And most of the time, I'm drinking whiskey. Matter of fact, I'm going to pour up some whiskey here in a little bit uh, after I finish this podcast because we're going to drink whiskey and watch Bad Boys. You know, it's that kind of night. But quit panicking right now in this pandemic. Like I said, uh, let this be a lesson to those of you who are in horrible shape right now, those of you who are out of shape, those of you who are obese, those of you who are on several medications due to complications from being obese. Let this be a come to Jesus situation from you. Get off your ass and get healthy. So when stuff like this happens, you're not sitting in the corner rocking back and forth, clutching your toilet paper, scared because you think the reaper going to come for your ass because you already can't walk three steps without being out of breath. You know, health is wealth. Take better care of yourself. And like I said, don't panic during this pandemic because we're living a pandemic every day with obesity. And as usual, it's your boy, Big Brook, coming at you once again, The Modern Bachelor. Until next time. That's right, I told you, but you just don't heard me. 2020 Modern Bachelor. <laughs>